Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat. So you can use an entire bottle to make recipes like buffalo chicken dip or buffalo nachos. Or even things that don't start with buffalo. Frank's Red Hot. I put that shit on everything. Craig! talking head without calling back to like things that i almost got right and never mentioned things that i got wrong but hey oh you should absolutely i said 49 28 and it was 44 24 that's pretty close that's pretty that's probably the closest i've ever been pretty damn close oh and thank thank you to uh jeff uh one of our listeners for posting our score projections on diehard coogs just you know our favorite (laughs) website our favorite our favorite facebook group uh, I love it. I didn't, uh, we saw that it was posted there. Did you see any of the reactions there? People were on the whole pretty negative, not to our, they're they putting there. Um, there was a lot of kooks thinking that we were going to barely win or lose. <laughs> okay. So, so I think coming into this game, oh, by the way, this is podcast versus everyone. Episode yes, 130. Is. That's a nice round number. I am Craig Powers. With me, as always, is Jeff Newser. And that's so me. To continue that point, I think coming into the game against Portland State, we were in a pretty down place as a fan base, as a football program. There was not because <laughs> there was not a lot of belief, and yeah. and even because I like I like I. You know, when I predict four nine twenty eight, the twenty eight points, I was kinda ugh God, if we give up twenty eight points to this, we'd yeah. truly have a bad yeah, defense. Yeah. So yeah, like it even I felt like all day I felt like shitty about that prediction. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna look like such an ass and now like people who don't even listen to my podcast know it, know my prediction now. <laughs> the people that that don't even know me or like me. They're I mean, yeah. I, I I'm sure some of you listen to this and hate me. That'd be that's cool. You know, that that's that yeah. means you made it, right? Um but uh yes. but but yeah, so I was like not like the as the day went on, I felt worse and worse about the game. Like even though we were having fun at the tailgate, you know, we watched Oregon beat Ohio State, and uh, we saw Colorado go up early on A and M. That one was a bummer. Uh, we can we can run down yeah. those those uh, results in a bit, but but uh, yeah, it's it, to come out and just take care of business. That was really nice because it was nice. Yes, just to, it was like a, the game was boring in the second half, like which is much better than uh, last week you know, in the fourth quarter when it was, I was right. pacing. So, right. you know, and, and just mad. So yeah, it was nice kind of, 
it, I don't even think like the score. It, it was probably wasn't even that close to be honest. Um, it it was not. Yeah, it, they they kind of tacked on a couple like the two the two touchdown backup yeah. defense like not even backup but like backup backup like it was deep it was the deep backups playing in the fourth. Round. Although that did get uh, those touchdowns did lots mean, of walk ons and stuff did mean so. we get to we got to see Jane Delora play some more. Which I'll tell you, man, that kid in person is extremely electric. Like he yeah. is just a chaotic. Like as as Rolovich said in his halftime. Or I think it was halftime interview with Jessamine McIntyre. Yes, he, yep. he said that you know they they realize that he plays better in cha- in like a chaotic environment and chaos. He says he thrives in he chaos. thrives in chaos, which he absolutely does. Like he made a play yeah. on I think the second their first touchdown drive when he was dead to rights sacked and he pulled out of it, ran for twenty two yards, and you're like, this is something that. I don't know. We've never had a quarterback at WSU that could do that, at least not in, yeah. in a long time. So it's it. He's just so fun to watch in person, especially when he is like clearly more athletic than the <laughs> defense. Yeah. Like it was, it was, yeah, it yeah. was pretty fun to watch. And, and he put together a, a nice game, a save for one, yeah, really bad one, very dumb. And I do have some other thoughts about how he he has potential to be better. Uh, because he still feels like he uh, sticks to his first read quite a bit, and doesn't, yep. and then it's kind of just bails out if that doesn't work yeah. or forces it as he did with the interception in the first half. Yeah. So yeah, and I will say after that interception, I think it was seven seven or so. You know, it was like ah crap, like right. we're, we're wasting an opportunity to score. This is how it happens, right? But right. ultimately, uh, Portland State as 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 good as they are offensively for an FCS team didn't really have the, didn't really have enough, especially offensive line and all that to, to chow it, to make, to keep the game close more than, you know, a quarter or two. Yep. It was, you know, as we said on the, on the previous show on Friday, you know, we were like, okay, so we're not sure we can see where the ceiling will be, but we definitely could, could, have a sense of where the floor is right right after this one. And it was really nice to see a game where uh, the physical superiority just sort of took over. Um, So my watching experience was, was fairly interesting. So I I ended up going to our to the Sounders game, sitting in our Sounders seats on Saturday, just sort of last minute. I wasn't, was not supposed to go. I was supposed to stay home and watch the Cougs. And then, uh, and then I ended up going to the Sounders. So I was like, well, you know, Sounders kick off at two. Uh, Cougars started three. I'll maybe just kind of, you know, pull the Cougs up on my phone and kind of do one eye on each game for, you know, the last, I don't know, hour or so, 45 minutes or so of the, of the Sounders match. And, um, you know, so watching it on my phone was just sort of like, okay, yeah, we're kind of cruising. It's not all that impressive, blah, blah, blah. And then I rewatched it this morning. Um, so that we're recording this on Sunday night, rewatched it this morning, like actually like watching it. And I was like, oh yeah, watching it on my tiny little phone while being distracted by a soccer game, maybe sort of distracted me a little bit from, uh, just, they were pretty dominant. (laughs) Like, like the first quarter was a little messy. Uh, you know, offensive line stuff was still kind of getting worked out. And we were like, I, I, I I was watching the first quarter going, geez, man, like what the hell? Maybe our offensive line really is that bad. And then second through fourth quarter, 
Um, I, they were fairly dominant. Like there were only a couple times Delora really had any pressure on him at all. Um, and then, and he escaped <laughs> those for the most yeah, part. He's a tough guy to sack, um, as we've said many times. Yeah. They were opening up some pretty big holes, particularly for Dion McIntosh. I, I have some ideas about uh, on that one versus Max Borgie on kind of maybe why, um, why that's happening. But you know, there, there were some pretty good size holes at some times. And anyway, they just, you know, they, they more or less look physically dominant, uh, overall, which is exactly what you want to see. So that's good. So I think, I think, you know, maybe the, the floor isn't, uh, isn't quite, uh, as low as we feared it might be. So that's great. Um, One thing I think and, we needed and, from Dion yeah. was a hurdle because Nikia Watson got a hurdle. Max Borgie got a hurdle. Dion stand. He was just staying on his feet. So. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of his thing, yeah. though. Like, okay, so that's that's where I feel like he does not get enough enough credit. So, so he's a really good running back. Like, like, yeah. like better, I think, than most people give him credit for. And I think it's because. I think it's because he's not flashy, right? So, like, you know, Max does things that kind of make you go, wow, right? Like A lot of jump uh, cuts and Yeah, jump cuts, stutter steps, hurdles. He has a nice burst, yeah. Yeah, the acceleration is there. Uh, The top-end speed is there. Like, I mean, he does things that can make you go, wow. But Macintosh is is effective in a little bit different way. And, And I also think this a little bit of what was going on with the two of them running. You know, Macintosh is affecting him a different way. He's a little bit, even though he's not that big, like he's not a huge running back, um, but he's just got a little bit more of a sledgehammer style and he, he runs really upright. So he takes a lot of hits. So like where a lot of guys run behind their shoulder pads, like Borgie does that, right? Like, like he gets real low and he's running behind his shoulder pads. And so like if a guy's making contact with him, they're, they're more than likely making contact with his, with his chest or his shoulder pads, right? Macintosh runs really straight up and down, really tall, which you don't see very often. But what he does is he his balance is remarkable. So like when he gets like hit on the legs, like there's this he has this amazing way of like taking shots on his legs and staying on his feet, which is like not what usually happens, right? With running backs, like right. like usually, you know, you cut them down on the leg and and down they go and he's just got this way of like taking these shots to his lower half absorbing them and staying on his feet. So, you know, he, he's got this really great, just like North South style. Like I say, he's not a real punishing runner, but he, but he kind of runs like he is and he absorbs these shots. And when he gets going straight up and down and gets ahead of steam, it's really tough for people to bring him down, particularly if they're not able to square him up. I feel like, and and I don't know, someone smart, maybe Jesse can do this this week. I don't know. Maybe he wants to follow up with, uh, follow up on his awesome Borgie piece that he did last week, kind of breaking down all of Borgie's runs, which if you have not read that, it's super awesome. Uh, made me smarter, which is, you know, always a good thing. It felt to me like uh, the runs that Macintosh was being asked to run were different kinds of runs than what they were doing with Max. So with Max, it felt like they were trying to find him a crease where he could break a home run. So um, counters, traps, things like that, where he might be able to squirt out and, and go or get something wide. With Macintosh, it felt like they were calling runs uh, where he could kind of get up ahead and ste- ahead of steam and just go. Um, so I, I don't know if that's accurate or not. Maybe I'm just full of shit, but, um, at least that's the way I'm sort of explaining away how it seemed like Macintosh was running through these gaping holes and, and Borgie was like, not yeah. <laughs> having gaping holes to run through. Um, I, I don't know, perhaps they were, you know, maybe they were different styles of runs or maybe they weren't, I don't know, but, uh, it, it was really fun watching, watching the two of them 
do their thing. And I, I love watching Macintosh because he just like he just gets going and, and dudes just like bounce off him. It's crazy. Yeah, and because he was playing so well, I think he got probably was taking a few carries away. That they obviously are they they're making a point to get him in a game because that they'll basically yes they'll basically interchange uh, for drives it seems like so Macintosh yep. will stand for a drive Borgie will stand for a drive and as we've talked about before this is a one back offense except for you know very special goal line situations where you're not going to see um, <laughs> not going to see uh, two backs in the backfield so right. as good as both of these guys are it's kind of a bummer they're never they're not really ever going to both be a threat at the same time. Um, but yeah, so, but, so if you, th- if you look at the running back touches, uh, eight for, um, McIntosh, 71 yards, Borgie had two catches and 13 carries. Are we fine with 15 carries for Borgie or 15 touches for Borgie? Or is it still going to need to be more than that in the future? Or, or, or I'm glad I, I was, I was pleased with how much they ran the ball. Yes. Um, I think that's the takeaway. Yeah. I think that's the takeaway. Like, instead of focusing on how many touches is Borgie getting, I think it should be how many touches are the running backs getting. I think that's going to be the key. So, Borgie got 11 rushes or or 10 rushes last week, right? And then McIntosh had like four. Yep. So, it was like 14. Well, on Saturday, it was 21 plus four for Watson. So it's like, okay, so if, if Borgie and McIntosh are getting 21 carries, if they're getting at least 20 And it, 20 and it seemed like they carries, were doing that early, too. It wasn't just racking up yes. carries at the yes. end of the game. Potentially yes. with Watson it was, but like with yep. Borgie and McIntosh, yep. it, it seemed they were running the ball earlier and more often yep. than they were against yep. Utah State. Yep. So McIntosh, Borgie combined for... Uh, 21, 23 touches. So 21 rushes, 23 touches. If they're between 20 and 25 touches, I think that signals really good things. Um, so I think to me, that's going to be, um, one of the things, cause I, I don't think that Delora is, is in a position to carry the team with, you know, 40 plus passes. Like, I just don't think, no. I don't think he's there, but I think what you saw, uh, on Saturday was a guy who, again, he only had to throw the ball 29 times and was able to able to get it down the field. So and it was um, so some, that part was cool. Made some nice plays too, because even some of his runs were designed runs, because he made some really nice plays in the zone read. Yeah, and so so you know he had a touchdown. Looked very athletic doing that. He, yep. man, he's bulked up too. Yep, like he is not the scrawny kid that he was last season. Yep. Uh, yep. He, he like in person he looks every bit the part of you know a Pac-12 starting QB. But, it, you know, again, he, he has a lot of room to grow, especially in the passing yeah. game. It was kind of easy against Portland State. That first mm-hmm. read was open often. Mm-hmm. And, or in the scramble drill, because, you know, that's where the, the receivers were able to showcase kind of their their superior athleticism. They were able to get mm-hmm. open or, you know, like Calvin Jackson Jr. just make an insane catch. Um, but, yeah, on the receivers part, it was really nice to see – Travell Harris have a night, have a good game, yeah. You because know, he he was yep. it was disappointing the first game. He didn't really get into the game at all. You know they tried a little bit, but um, he was able to showcase his you know superior speed and athleticism. Yes, uh, yep. time and time again. You know big big returns. One one in particular that set up a like a, a really important like a really important time in the game. 
to get a touchdown back on the board, help like help get a touchdown back on the board when Portland State had scored. So, um, yeah, it's it's he, he it was nice to see him have a game. A- absolutely torched that dude in the fourth quarter on that fourth down touchdown. Just and then he also made a real nice leaping grab in the end zone too. So he 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 had it all on display. Jackson only three catches, but one of them was a huge one, and he had a touchdown. Both he made two leaping spinning grabs. Uh, it was good to see Deshaun Stribling kind of use his size um, in this game. And then, yeah, the other guys were getting late touches, uh, Mitchell Quinn and, and Joey Hobart. Yep. Uh, Donovan Ollie was pretty absent. That was interesting. But uh, Yeah. So it seems like they're, did, they're kind of – It seemed like he didn't play a whole bunch. Yeah. I don't and, remember seeing him on the field all that much. And it, it's, it seems clear that uh, Delora is not a big fan of that – well, I don't, I don't know the X and Z, which side is which, but but he's not a fan of the right side outside receiver. Like he's, yeah, he's looking to Jackson over there. Yes, and and or, and Stribling is on the left. He's looking yep, to Stribling yep. a lot. So, yeah, Stribling because um, Ollie and the, Moore over there mostly, and, yes. and they got a combined one catch. Yep. I don't know what the targets were, but I don't think it was yep. many. Yep, I think Moore was targeted once, maybe. In the second half, um, Stribling, I think, is re- like he. The thing I think I like about him right now is that he just looks the part. <laughs> I yeah. know that that sounds a little weird, but I mean, as, as a true freshman, uh, you know, you kind of you kind of worry a little bit. You know what? What it, you know? We've had a lot of plenty. You know, raw kids come in as freshmen when you know when Leach was the coach. Um, when I look at Stribling, I'm like, yeah, I can see it. Like, I can see the tools. I can see the body. Like, I can. You know, he's just kind of got that prototypical wide receiver build, right? Like kind of long and lean, but, but also kind of, you know, he's got room to add some pounds, um, long arms, you know, big catch radius, like all the, all the, all the buzzwords, right? Like he, you know, he may still, you know, take some time to figure some things out, but, but it's really not hard to see why he was able to ascend, uh, you know, to a starting position right away, which is great. Um, that, that doesn't speak, you know, hugely of, uh, of CJ Moore, <laughs> you know, we were like, uh, you know, we just assumed, okay, CJ Moore is going to be a starter and, and that, that has not happened, but, um, but stripling had nine targets, like that's, that led the team. So that's, uh, you know, that's a fairly big deal. And, um, still only, you know, 65 yards. So you'd, you know, you'd maybe like to see, uh, you know, more of those nine targets converted into catches, but, um, you know, but I like it. It's, he seems like a real threat, which I guess is the most important thing. And that, you know, in that position last year was Lucas Bacon, right? Which, you know, God bless him, you know, you know, trying hard, but, but not, not exactly a guy who strikes fear into the defense. Um, Stribbling seems like the kind of guy who can at least keep him honest. And, um, even if it's going to take him some time to grow in. So, and then CJ, you know, uh, Calvin Jackson, I mean, you, you know, <laughs> I mean, what do you say about the guy? Like he's showing out in two weeks. Um, you know, he had that great touchdown catch this week. He had that crazy catch behind his, basically behind his back last week. Like, like he seems determined to make the most out of yeah, his last season. We saw in 2019 the four games he played in. Like, he yep. he was very good. Um, yeah, he can play. It, it, towards the end of the season, you know, wearing the socks and all that. So, um, hopefully those socks come back. Those those cool uh, yeah, striped socks. Yeah, the striped those, socks. Those look, I mean, it seemed like it was a perfect uniform to wear them with this weekend. So. I thought so. Uh, maybe it's just too hot. <laughs> yeah. We don't have those like, those oh, as there. a side note, by the way, I have come around on these uniforms. 
Yeah. I'm okay with Crimson Crimson and the White Helmet. Like, I, I we joke yeah. right because we call it we call it the ketchup bottle. Um, I I am no fan of Crimson Crimson Crimson. That yeah. that I have decided is just too much, man. It's just too much. But I love I I've decided that I love the White Helmet, Crimson Crimson. And and one thing I really like is that you know the numbers are white, the helmet's white, the logo is crimson, the jersey's crimson, like it's just kind of like this nice like two color. And I'm certainly no fashion icon here, but it's like I just I like the look with it. I can dig it. Um, so anyway, for whatever that's worth, I yeah, think I think I they think look real nice. The white helmets, I mean they they always hit. Like it, yes, the, the, the white white with crimson. White, well, the logo just pops, white right? White with like, anthracite looks. They've only done that like once or twice, I think. Looks great. Um, like those white helmets were a cool addition, and I yes. and I'm glad they use they use them a couple times a year. Yep. I mean, I think like the the white crimson white is just a beautiful like it's it's an awesome set, but it's just like too many bad memories with that. <laughs> People um, die when we wear that uniform yeah, we combo, just can't, but, but it's we nice can't to have. Do a Cannot tempt the football gods like it's, that. It's it's nice to have the Heinz bottle, you know, uh, yes. combo. Yeah, and it, it looks. It I I don't know how it looked on TV. It looks real good in person. Oh, it looked great. It looked great. That's why yeah. I think these these color the color scheme these uniforms they just because they're so consistent like they look really good on TV. Yep. And that's that's nice. And they look good in purpose, especially on a sunny day. That crimson is yes. it just it looks yep. great. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. So, but. Yeah, but so we we got to talk about the defense. Uh, yeah, you know they didn't they get okay. They didn't. They were fine. Like they didn't. And as we mentioned in the preview, like Portland State has legit talent. Like yeah, like that that one wide receiver Alexander is Alexander. No, Alexander's the quarterback. The quarterback. No, who's the who's yeah, the, the receiver? Chase uh, Chase. He he's a because he, he's a former uh, Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, that dude is legit. Yeah, he that guy a, is legit. Yeah, he's he was legitimate athletic. He's going to terrorize the big sky. Oh yeah, yeah, because he was. I, mean, I think he was one of the top recruits in Washington in 2019, and he uh, he went to Nebraska for a year and then left. Um, and so yeah, it's it's he looked very good, and he was a tough cover for for uh, for our guys. And he, yeah, it was it was his name they were calling Darian Chase. His name they yes. were calling a lot. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, he he had one. He had the one catch, and Bo Kelly um, had a huge day too. I mean, but I think he, yeah. he racked up quite a few yards at the at the end. Yeah, I want to say. So he had Chase had the one, uh, the one catch that where he where they originally called it incomplete, and it was actually a catch down to the one yard line. Yep. And uh, the guy, I cannot remember. I think it was Shaw Smith Wade who was covering him, and uh, and he absolutely abused him. Like he yeah. just like he gave him a little shoulder and and he beat him to the inside and it was all over and I was like oh oh wow <laughs> why didn't you come up here <laughs> why'd you go why'd you go to Portland State man you could have come to Pullman yeah, like come he, to uh, Pullman man yeah maybe he will gosh. maybe he will eventually maybe. Maybe, I suppose maybe it's that, possible you know we we know the Ro- Rolo staff likes to do uh, transfers so you know like but yeah he was a he was a borderline four star kid in high school out of union high school down in Vancouver. Uh, he was, I mean, uh, 24 seven rated him as like a point eight, 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 nine. Yeah. Which, which is point point eight, nine is a four star. Yeah. So he was basically within the you know margin of error for a four star. Right. Um, so it's wild that he, he went. So now that I'm looking, you know, maybe in high school, 
So Brandon Huffman's report says a big physical corner who can match up against big receivers. So I wonder if, yeah, it says as a receiver doesn't have elite top end speed, but still gets consistent separation, tremendous ball skills. So he, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they, yeah, maybe they weren't sure what position he was going to play at first. I don't know, but damn, yeah, he's like, definitely he got, can, he has, he's legit. He has, he has like power five tool set. Oh yeah. Sk- like oh yeah. That, no doubt. I, I he's either going to be like, Cooper Cup and just destroy the big sky for a few years, or he's going to end up somewhere else because he's actually yeah. still a freshman by eligibility. I, and I mean, maybe he just, you know, Portland State being from Vancouver. I mean, maybe he just yeah, needed to be close to home. Family. Like if, if, you know, I mean, maybe it's, I mean, it's, a, a, it's a fucking pandemic. So, yeah. you know, maybe he just needed to be close to home. But um, yeah, that, that dude, that dude can fucking play. Yeah, he's man. impressive. And yeah. yeah. So overall impressions defense, they, they so. I knew that they, they they only had two sacks, but they had a lot of pressure. I knew that the Alexander was going to cause headaches with yeah. his ability to avoid the rush. Like he's very yep. good at that. And yep. he, and he, uh, you know, he was their offense, right? Like he, yep. you know, he had 13 runs. He had 20, 49 passes. Like I knew he was going to be the, we knew he was going to be the show. Um, and I knew, I knew he was going to frustrate us at times and he definitely did. You know, you, you, you had people screaming in the, you know, screaming, Oh, uh, oh, those, those, those mobile quarterbacks, they always get us. It's like, honestly, like he would, he would be annoying to almost any defense, like just because of his, you know, he's not super fast, but he's, he, he's a savvy runner. He kind of reminds me of, uh, the way, like how good Minshew was, you know, at, at, and he was a little faster than Minshew, but at, just at at pick, one, at running once he gets out of the pocket, you know, just just picking up like he's able to see the field really well, right. and 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 he made some real nice runs, made some real nice plays on the run. Um, so yeah, the, I think he's like he's also an FBS talent at quarterback. They're, so yeah. they're they, Portland State has a pretty good offense, even for an F, FCS team. It was good to see in the first half that they. They kind of held him, held him back, da- held him back a little bit, because um, it wasn't, it wasn't just that they were, uh, you know, getting lucky on some turnovers and whatever. Uh, there was times when they were actually slowing them down and, and making life a little difficult for uh, Portland State. They had, you know, they, I mean, they did have fumble right off the bat, but like, you know, it's it it, it wasn't a disaster. Like th- this definitely could have like. I had visions of like if our defense is this bad, this could look like Eastern in 2016, where they just yeah. like because they had they had some they have some a quarterback and they have some talent at wideout. Um, but we got to talk about potential uh, big issue for going forward um, is that uh, Jalen Watson left the game and was in yeah. a sling, seen in a sling on the sideline and. Uh, you know, when I don't think he was going to be playing at that time anyway, but he, when he was out at the end, obviously the Portland State would have a little, a little bit easier yeah. time. Because, uh, again, you didn't see them throw his way very much. No, they um, did a couple times, which was more than more than teams. Utah State did like once, <laughs> I think. Yeah, um, I think they did. So, yeah, that so that could be a big issue, especially USC coming up. And um, obviously you would expect him to want to ball out against them. Uh, so hopefully – you know, hopefully it's nothing too serious and hopefully he can get back quickly. Yep. I, I think so. 
it, it was funny when it happened. Um, you know, he went in and it was actually, I'm pretty sure it was chase that he was, that he was tackling. Um, and he went in and he hit him pretty hard and stuck him with his shoulder, you know, tackled him short of the, short of the first down. It was a good hit. And then he got up and, um, kind of, you know, was jogging back to the, basically to the huddle and, you know, looked, everything looked sort of normal. He's kind of shaking his arm just a little bit. And then like about, I don't know, 10 seconds later, he, he all of a sudden was like, ah, and like ran off the field. And so that, that says to me that it was probably just a stinger. Um, now stingers can be really painful and can linger. So it's not like, um, you know, it's not like it's like, oh, it's just a stinger. He'll definitely be fine. Um, but it, I didn't see anything there that led me to think like he separated his shoulder or or broke a collarbone or something like I, I just there was nothing there to indicate that. In fact, you know, Matt Chazanow on the call. So I was listening to the radio on the drive home from the Sounders. You know, Jessamine McIntyre is like, you know, so Jalen Watson's off the field, blah, blah, blah. And like uh, Chazanow's like. Uh, okay. I didn't even see him get hurt. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like, cause at first it was, you know, he, it was pretty run of the mill tackle and he was fine. And then all of a sudden he wasn't fine. And, um, so, you know, being up by three touchdowns when that happened, uh, you know, if I were to guess and I will find out more on Monday, you know, by the time you listen to this, you might know the answer. Um, but you know, it's, I, I don't know. I, I would imagine Rolovich will talk about it. Well, um, but I tweeted, be, he just tweeted about an hour ago, new profile okay. pic. Like he's okay. got a picture of himself, you know, with, with the crop top, just looking yeah. like a, a, like an eighties badass. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like that's not the kind of thing you send out if you know you're going to be missing some time. That, yes. that, that's, that's definitely some like, I think full so. on you know, like, like armchair psychology right there. But yeah. like, it just doesn't seem like you would tweet something out like that. If, if, if you knew, like you just had a devastating injury. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So yeah, I'm all in on him playing this weekend. I, he'd probably have to be, uh, have to be dead to not want to play against USC. So yeah. 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 <laughs> Team he committed to twice and then ended up at Wazoo. So yeah. Yeah, come come on back, Jalen. Yeah, get him. Um, but yeah, anything? Any other kind of thoughts? I uh, on on the defense. I it's just yeah, they're not great. Like it's, yeah, they, I, I mean, I think we probably know by now that they're not going to be a like. There, we were hoping for like a league, like an average defense, and I don't think we're getting that. No, I don't think so. I, I'm I'm still so I'm real, real, real concerned about our tackles. Um, oh man, yeah. they just like, it, it was funny. Like, you know, the first game you go, oh, okay, you know, they were giving up yards and everybody looked shitty and whatever. Um, I, like the fact that they just look so, and maybe this is a really bad way to gauge it, but they just look very unimposing. Um, you know, they, whatever they are listed at, I am certain that their weight is being overstated. They are just oh, yeah. not, they're just not very big. Um, and they also are not very quick. And so it's kind of like, uh, you know, that may not be the best combo. So when we start facing some of the heavier teams in the conference starting, you know, next week, um, I don't know, man, I, I am, I'm a little terrified about what's, what's going to happen on the interior. Um, and then on the edges, you know, stone and Jackson have better games. Um, still, 
you know, yes, we got some pressure. We still struggled, I think, to get pressure with four. Um, not that, not that any team gets pressure regularly with four. So it's not like uh, it's not like I'm saying like, oh man, they should be you know in the quarterback's face every single play, rushing four. Uh, however, against a team like Portland State, you would expect to more consistently get pressure with just four, given the what yeah. should be the physical advantage, and we really didn't uh, all that much. So that sort of continues to be concerning for me um, that our ends just weren't, you know, whipping up on their tackles all day. Um, that that sort of, you know, I was, I was really kind of hoping to see that. So, um, you know, yeah, again, I, as we talk about going forward, I, I just I'm leaning toward defensive line really being an issue for most of the year. And and uh, on top of that, I I think outside of Watson, the the back end isn't isn't performing all that well uh you know it 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 seems that it's watson and then the other guys kind of get picked on sometimes whatever because you know what what we saw darian chase you know do and then uh you know a guy that was at their level of physicality was you know he only had six catches for 59 yards but still it was he 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 was able to make plays against them. And, and yeah. so I, you know, they have a, a slew of corners outside of, uh, I think Charles Smith Wade was getting, or Charles Smith Wade uh, was getting a lot of the, a lot of the run. Yeah. Um, and I'm still, you know, he could, he obviously has, has he could, you know, do better, but yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, you would hope for more, especially against USC, yes. USC's receivers. And we'll get into yes. that on Friday, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little concerning. Um, it felt like they were bringing an extra guy when they so when they really started to shut down Portland State second quarter, third quarter. Um, you know, it, it it felt like especially in the third quarter, it, it felt like they were starting to bring an extra guy, um, mm-hmm. and then you know Portland State just couldn't block an extra guy. And then they were flushing him out and then it was, you know, he could, he really couldn't find anybody. Um, so, you know, that worked against Portland state. I, you know, and, and again, this is all, this is very anecdotal off the top of my head. That's what it seemed like. I could be full of shit, but it's kind of what it seemed no. like. And I, yes, yes, it, yes. Sometimes, um, you know, that's kind of what it seemed like. And, you know, I, that's, you know, that's probably not going to work against, uh, against, you know, USC or whatever, uh, certainly didn't work last week. You know, they definitely tried to bring numbers against, uh, against Utah state and had very minimal success doing that. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I just, I still, I, I think I'm, I'm like you, right? Like, like I just still feel incredibly uneasy about the defense. Um, you know, it's, it, it's nice. And, and they, you know, more or less shut down, uh, you know, shut down Portland state through three quarters. I think through three quarters, they'd only allowed, 278 yards, you know, average of 5.1 yards per play. Yeah, they they you really cuz they got good. they got 130 some or 120 130 yards in the in the in the last quarter cuz I remember, you know, what I started doing in a game like cuz that was just that was it was a pretty like once WSU got up like 37-10, yeah. that was a pretty boring game. Yes. And, Except and, that last uh, drive. Oh, <laughs> we can't talk about uh Victor Gabalis coming oh, in God. for a series. Um Good job, buddy. Good that try. was that, probably not what he wanted. No, um, 
felt bad for him. I'm like, man, you know, you get a chance to let you throw three passes and then it's just like, but from like inside your own tag. Yeah. And not even (laughs) close. Right. So, yeah. And so I was, do you think that he's the backup or, I mean, it seems like Garantano is hurt then. Yes. If he didn't come in. Yeah, I never doubted whether Garantano was hurt. Um, I know Michael expressed that on on the Kook Center Hour last week. I, I never doubted that he was actually hurt. Um, I don't think Gabalas is the backup. I think that you know, I'm as much as I want to say everything Rolovich says is full of shit. Um, he did say Gabalas had a really good you know week of practice. He wanted to reward him for that. So I'm going to go ahead and take him at his word on that one. And just say he wanted to get him in there for a series, maybe a couple series, but the one series went went so badly. And I'm guessing that Delora talked himself back in for that last series because um, yeah. they wanted to, you know. And, and I'm guessing Rolovich probably didn't fight him too hard because, you know, finishing on a high note is nice. And you know, so they went ahead and did well, that, the fourth down play I, and all that stuff. Yeah, and I've you know, obviously we're trashing Rolovich at every turn, but uh, I think that was good to see that. Um, yes. he trusted them with that fourth down because it was like fourth and seven. It was no yeah. gimme. Yeah. And just make a play and remove all doubt. Yeah. If you, if you score a touchdown there, because if they kick a field goal, it's still 19, right? Yeah. So you still feel some danger. I but guess. Scored... I mean, there's two minutes left in the game. So I, I know. Right. But still, I think there was a little more than that. No, it was it? two. It was two minutes. It was two minutes. Okay. Well, whatever, you know, but, it, but still like, like you said, finish on a high note. Yeah, and if if they if they kick a field goal right there, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. But if you if you go for it, get a touchdown, then hell yeah, the the crowd, the, the you know those of us that stayed to the end, um, maybe about maybe ten thousand of us, yeah. <laughs> maybe less. Yeah, uh, uh, we we got we got to see Travell Harris absolutely murder someone, yeah. <laughs> and then catch a wide open touchdown, and and Travell Harris yes. gets that. Jaden gets that third touchdown yes. pass to go along with his rushing touchdown. Yeah, goes um, over three hundred yards. Goes over three hundred yards, which I don't think he's done. That might, or maybe he did it once yeah, he, last year. Mm, I don't think so. So yeah, so yeah. it was it was nice to see uh, Rolo give them that chance, yes. and and even better that it worked out. Well, because it's fun to watch touchdowns. I was going to say, apparently, he let Delora call the play too. That was Delora's idea to run that play, which if you, you know, have been a, uh, you know, a close air raid watcher over the last, you know, eight years, right? That is a play that the air raid has run repeatedly to success, which is a, it's a little, it's a little in breaking rub route from the outside receiver, inside receiver runs a little wheel and you pick, if you pick the guy off, then it's, it's a wide open touchdown. So that's exactly what it was. And. Uh, that was we, that thing was run to perfection. It was fantastic. From from the ten, you yes, know, we've re- you've that was a touchdown we have seen. Yep, many times. Yep. in the last eight years, right? So it's um, or whatever, not eight, but seven. Shit, man, time. Yeah, time whatever it was. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, yeah. So overall, we didn't lose. Bonus. Yeah. Also whipped them. Bonus. Yes. Again. Does this mean we're good? No, probably not. Does it, does does it mean <laughs> that we are not like the the floor is higher than we thought? Yes, like the floor is not as low, like not the low 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 right. floor, right? You know, so good good on that. Um, and does you know, it, it mean that maybe we could beat USC? 
Maybe. <laughs> well, I think so. Overall, yay, good. We won. Well, I think we'll take a break and then we'll yeah. come back and we'll, and we'll talk about what the other Pac-12 teams did and and how that that whole thing is looking pretty <laughs> different now. Um, yes, pretty some pretty uh, one what like what you just mentioned one in particularly stunning result. Um, so yeah, let's take a break. We'll come back and do that. And we're back. So Jeff, um, I was I was writing. So you know, I was driving back this morning. Yep. And slash this afternoon, listening to to Rabel not tell me what's going on. In <laughs> not the tell you game. any useful piece of information while calling Except a football. Ball game. is caught somewhere. Thirty seconds later, oh, a fourteen yard game. What? Thank you for that information. Finally, <laughs> what's what? What's the score? How much time is left? I have no idea. What yard um, line are they on? Who knows? So, you know, by by about you know by about vantage, I think the game was over, and we were just listening to podcasts. Uh, I went with my mom; that was fun. Uh, you know, I kind of was like, you know, it, it it's a long drive at that point. You know, I didn't get enough sleep, so I was kind of ready to just kind of take a break from the road, staring at the staring at I ninety, um, and so I pulled on in, stopped at our favorite place in Ellensburg, pretty fair beer, yeah. Got some, got some lunch, got a, a, a beer, because I was driving, obviously, a, a light, nice, lowercase Mexican lager. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, that was great, man. Like, um, next week, you might, might be something the, uh, oh, actually, uh, I don't think they can allow kids quite yet, but but they are working on it. Um, but, but yeah, I definitely, I, I hope that you're able to stop in there soon, because, yeah. yeah, I got to try their food. I, I had the mac and cheese. It was, it was very good. My mom really enjoyed her pulled pork sandwich. Um, I, I was able to grab some, uh, uh, they had some of the, uh, uh, our friend Katie, who is pregnant now, uh, uh, she, I, I grabbed her some, uh, self-care, uh, non-alcoholic beer from, um, <laughs> for, for her and my sister, who's also pregnant yes. for the tailgate last week. Yes. And I, and I pulled up this, this week and she's like, did you bring me any more of the Prego beer? And I was like, <laughs> oh no. And so I was able to pull, you know, get, get some of that. And they had again a nice looking case. Like there was a lot of good beers in there. Um, nice list. And uh, so yeah, it was nice. Uh, you know, I, I um, it, it was it was fun to be able to stop. But you know, I haven't done that very often. Kind of in 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 all my years of driving back. You know, I usually I'm just like plowing on through and get home. But but it was it was kind of nice to break up the drive. Uh, take take it you know drive a little bit deeper in Ellensburg and and, and kind of just take a break from the road and and kind of felt refreshed by the time I got back and uh get back in the car and, and ready to go for that last two hour stretch back to Tacoma but yeah again you know I'm, I'm a big fan now like you got a place to stop in Ellensburg and um pretty fair beer it's run run by Cougs and and they're proudly Cougs and and I know they showed the game on Saturday they were, they showed they woke they opened early on Sunday to show the Seahawks so they're yeah. all about showing those games they show the Sounders too you know all that stuff um so uh very cool you know yeah um yeah so uh highly recommend if you just want to pull over for for a bit grab a bite to eat uh I did that today um, I, I caught Tyler uh, at the tail end. He he came in, got to say hi to him. Nice. So so that was that was cool. Um, yeah, pretty fair beer. Uh, again, very impressed. Great great tap list. 
good food too. Like I, you know, the first time I went there, I only had some like bean dip and that was good, but I tried the Buffalo chicken dip this time. Very good stuff. Mm. And I tried the, the macaroni and cheese with pulled pork. Very good stuff. See, that is Um, always, that is always a winner. That is by far the best thing to do with leftover pulled pork. You know what, you know what, you know, what was tragic and I, and I'm fine. Like I, so my mom and I both, like we took, uh, some leftovers um, and she accidentally took home my mac and cheese and I, and I got her sandwich. Oh. So the sandwich is good for sure. <laughs> but I was kind of, like, I didn't it. eat that much of it at the, you know, cause I had yeah. been like snacking in the car. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't like eat that. So I was like, Oh sweet. I can have this for dinner. And when I went to open the container, I'm like, no, <laughs> you know? uh, so, but whatever, I'll, I'll have a nice pulled pork sandwich on a, on a, on a pretzel bun There we go. and, and, I'll, and I'll be fine. There you go. Uh, but yeah, so pretty fair beer, yeah. beer, cra- good craft beer. As I've said before, that's, they, they do not carry anything that directly distributes to Ellensburg. So you're get like, you're getting stuff there that they go and drive and pick up themselves. Like so, they they drive to Bellingham, they drive to Tom Water, they they drive down to Sunnyside for varietal, they drive all over the place uh, to to bring in like beer that you just can't get. Obviously, they drive over to um, they drive over to Seattle, get Holy Mountain, which is you know one of the one obviously you and I one of our favorite breweries, yep. and so uh, so it's very cool. Uh, they had a great list again, very impressed. You know, there were some people in there just chilling. Having a nice Sunday, they had they had the patio open. It was a beautiful, absolutely beautiful day. Like it was driving through, you know, driving back from Pullman everywhere. It's just like seventy five and sunny. You're like, I wish I could just stay here for a bit longer, but I gotta get home. But yeah, so but it was nice to, to break up the drive. You know, that's a little a little past halfway at that point, um, especially if you live south of Seattle like I do. Uh, there's still a couple plus two plus hours to go after that. So it was nice to break it up because, um, you know, about, you know, hour four in that drive can be pretty rough, yep. especially when you, uh, you, you're at the Coog pretty late. Um, so yeah, pretty fair beer. Check it out again. Um, but on that, on that note, speaking of beer, what are you drinking, man? So my, uh, pretty fair beer, beer of the podcast is Ooh, yeah you like that that's there you go uh yeah so this is the uh fata morgana by omnipolo it is omnipolo. a it, nothing but excess from that brewery it is well yeah it is a first this is a first for me i think unless you've given me one before and i don't remember this is a quadruple ipa packing a whopping 12 percent and I've I've drank about uh, three quarters of it, maybe two thirds of it. So if I'm starting to sound a little fun, that would be why. It's good. It's uh, it's it's you know, it's uh, it's got a little bite on the back end. It's pretty bitter, pretty darn bitter. But um, but but pretty. You got to be otherwise that yes. thing will be so sweet, yes, so ethanol driven. Like yep. it'd just be, yeah, it'd be bad if you. Didn't so the pop the, hell out the of first it. few sips, I was like, wow, that's bitter. And then uh, now my my tongue has been you know uh, whipped wh- whipped into shape, let's say, and so now I'm uh, I'm just I'm just sort of enjoying it. But yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's good, it's good. I'm I'm enjoying it actually. I, I wanted to I wanted to, I just saw it at Rainer Growlers and I was like, I don't know, man, a quad IPA, sure, why not? So here we are. 
You you have some real quads, a real a real nice set of quads, uh, <laughs> trying a beer like that. That's yes, a, that's that's, me. that's a reference for all my Mass Effect fans out there. Um, Rex Rex would be proud. What about uh, you, man? So so yeah, I just cracked another one. But um, earlier I was drinking, just finished off. Uh, so it's fresh off season, obviously. Just kicking in those those beers are starting to trickle in. Yep. Um, over the last couple weeks, um. Just a, a unique and wonderful time of year, and we get it to the extreme here because, you know, obviously, I, I think anyone who listens to this podcast has heard the stat where like 70% of the hops in the U.S. come from the Yakima Valley, um, you know, the Moxie area mostly. Uh, so we get all the breweries around here, you know, Portland, from Portland to Seattle, it's just fresh hop city, you know, um, or Portland to, you know, Vancouver, really, Vancouver, B.C., and then over to Spokane and Idaho, just any anyone that can drive to Yakima and then drive back and brew with those hops that day, like it's is, pretty impressive. Is set up to make fresh hop beers. So I had a really, I you know, I, I think I've, I've expressed to you my affinity for fresh hop beers that aren't IPAs, yes, or pale ales. Yep. Um, and so what Which I, I just drank, yeah, but it's it's becoming more and more as non IPA styles are becoming more in vogue again. Yes. I think, um, you know, like Pilsner Fest forever. Yes. But what I had today, Worlds Collide, love. I, I've had a few of these in the past. I just love when breweries do it. From Level Beer in Portland, mm. um, Fresh Hop Oktoberfest. Ooh. Just a, a delicious beer. Um, I think it, it was more on the Fest beer style than the Marzen style. So it's a little lighter. And it just uh, is just perfectly done. Um Fresh hops, I, I, it's better when they are not the only hop in there um, because they can get very vegetal. Mm-hmm. I can tell that they just – it was as an addition. And, and, and that's when you have the best of fresh hop beers, when it, it's, 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 it's just some of the hops are fresh hops. So you get those fresh hop notes without the overwhelming kind of like vegetal taste of the fresh hop. Right. Like it, you're tasting the actual like flower, you know, because so, that's, that's what can happen with the fresh hop beers a lot. Because uh, they're just so potent, like the hops are so potent uh, yep. coming out. Um, so yeah, this delicious beer, highly recommend if you if you see the level beer fresh hop. They have pretty good distribution, yeah. at least in um, our area. Yeah, you uh, see level more and more. They have real cool cool branding. It's you know it's video game. Yep. So it appeals to me. Of course. Uh, uh, so yeah, really really enjoy that. And I'm um, staying on the fresh hop train. I'm now you know. We mentioned Holy Mountain earlier. I'm having a, a Holy Mountain Strata. That was the first fresh hop beer they've released this year. Um, shout out to shout out to uh, Brad and uh, for getting me uh, this beer, running up to Holy Mountain and picking it up for me, and then you know uh, enjoying some of the tailgate with me. Um, also, so- by the way, also shout out to Brad for I think texting me. I don't have his phone number in my phone, and he sent me a, yep. a video of you at the Coog. I'm pretty sure it was Brad that sent it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably one one of the many icings <laughs> that happened at the Coog on Saturday night. Yes, it was. That was one of oh, them. Oh, man. Yeah, I think it yeah. So, yeah, shout out, Brad. Thanks for sending me those. I appreciate that. And Brian. That. And Brian. Brian and, and, and Gingy. And Gingy. We were, we were holding down the Coog. I loved it. I couldn't um, believe how sparse it was at the Coog. Holy crap. That was that was pretty late, my man. Yeah, it had to have been. <laughs> Holy smokies! That was pretty. I don't late. think I've ever you know, seen the Coog with that many people in it. When it when it's an early well, you 
you must not have stayed for many summer sessions then. No, I did not. That's the best. I, that's I the best not. time. Did not. That's stay the best for time at the Coog. Yeah. Is summer session. You're basically like keeping it open with every beer you buy. Right. Because they're if otherwise going to. If, they if you leave, you they're going to. If you leave, they're going to. They're going to just they're close up close. shop. You know. Yeah. But yeah, we have. So I actually saw the the bartender that was working on on the day of my engagement was there. She wasn't working. She was just, she came in later as, you know, she was just getting a beer yeah. or a drink. And uh, she came, said, was real, said something real nice to me to, you know, you know, mention, you know, I remember you coming in. That was such a cool day, all that stuff. So um, really nice. Uh, uh, I, I don't remember your name. I'm sorry if you're listening or if, you're, <laughs> if she's your friend. I don't know. She's very nice, very nice uh, person. And, and it was, it was nice to see her again uh, because again, that was a wonderful day and, and she helped make it that way. Um, also, shout out to the Kook staff who um, was doing a great job with our with our icings. Uh, I thought I was getting kicked out because he comes. Uh, one of the staff comes over to me and says, "Hey, uh, you, that beer you can't drink that beer." And I, and I was like, "Oh no! What have I, what did I do?" And then he goes, "Cause you have to drink this." And he <laughs> throws it down on the table, the Smirnoff. I'm like. <laughs> why did i adopt all these frat bro tendencies in my mid-30s when i have two kids i, I don't know. know but see but that's here we that's are. why see when i was in the fraternity when i was in college i got all that out of my system right like you just you, well, you you're you're back. like getting it all you're you know you're you're packing it all in now it's good exactly you know but yeah it was uh it is it, it's fun not to be pissed up out of football game yes. and, and uh celebrating and, yes, and that just part having a nice. good time yeah, it's it's nice just like just to not give a shit about what happened at the football game after the football game. Just like whatever, you know, we won. That's all that matters. Like yep. we won by a lot. That's yep. what we needed to do. You know, not that we needed to do it, but that's what you need to do to feel, you know, good. And so it was a good time. Uh, yeah. So but yeah, the 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 Coug again, um, and I was just having fun, and and I'm excited to go back in like four days. Yes. <laughs> To Pullman, week three. I I think the week after I I'll be pretty happy not to drive to Pullman. <laughs> but, yes. Uh, but um, but uh, I'm ready. For, I'm hyped for week three. Um, and yeah, speaking of that week three opponent, uh, in in holy shit, <laughs> <laughs> that is the only uh, way to describe that. That's the only way to just, which is like, by the way, that is the only way that you could possibly, what's amazing is we're both like, holy shit, that might be more, the most surprising result from the weekend. And the weekend included Oregon beating Ohio state in Ohio. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, USC getting blown up. And like, not just beating them, just like like fucking whipping them, man. Yeah. That, that, uh, so USC blown out by Stanford. Uh, I, I actually didn't watch much of the game, so I, I don't know how it happened, but you know, you look at the stats, they're pretty even. So maybe, you know, I'm guessing Stanford, I, I look, I think they, they might've had a pick six or something and they, and they, uh, they probably did better in the red zone, all that. Uh, so yeah, it was just a, a stunning result cause I did not think Stanford had that in them. No, uh, Stanford was looking pretty bad last year and and this year, um, so you know David Shaw does you know pulls one out of his hat again, and uh, <laughs> you know that is a nice rivalry that has produced some some surprising results in the past. 
Um, so it, it was, you know, once again, the, the Pac-12 eating itself. Yes. <laughs> which is what we are. As always. I can't wait for Oregon to lose to some random team later this yep. year. <laughs> yep. Just to ruin, ruin all the goodwill. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I so the one thing it makes me feel is like maybe USC is a lot more vulnerable than we realize. Um, if they can lose to Stanford, who I think that WSU and Stanford, we talked about this in our season preview, are probably at pretty similar levels. Um, so if if you know if WSU is playing at its best, it has more of a chance to be. I feel like they have more of a chance to be USC than I did, you know, two days ago. Yeah. So that's that's nice. You know, I'm, I'm, it makes me drink a little more of the Kool Aid. Makes me look forward to the game a little more next next week. Yeah. I mean, Slovis, so, yeah. Slovis only had 220 yards on 42 attempts. Like, that's not good. That's that's not that's good. not good. So, um, yeah, I don't you know, I didn't watch the game. I watched uh, a little bit of it at the beginning um, and then uh, and then didn't watch any more of it. So I don't I don't know exactly what happened. It seemed like. OK, so yeah, I was like watching it with my mom yeah. and we were at the hilltop, like watching just sitting in their little lounge area and watching on a TV with some other people. Yeah. But we weren't really paying attention. I mean, I did see the long much. touchdown run, uh, you know, by Stanford that, that sort of started the game. Um, you know, but and by the way, at USC. Yeah. Too. And it's, you know, I think the biggest thing is that Stanford's quarterback did not suck. Um, I think that's kind of, that's kind of the biggie to be honest. Uh, they, they apparently have found somebody who can throw the ball. So, uh, he only threw it 23 times. So that was, been a while. yeah, like 20, he had 23 pass attempts. They had uh 30 rushing attempts. Um, uh, David Shaw. Now I also don't know. David Shaw's back. Yeah. I'm guessing it is maybe more like 50, 50. Let me look at sacks. Okay. SC didn't have any sacks, but, uh, the quarterback rushed the ball four times for seven yards. So I'm guessing those were scrambles. I mean, 50, 50, this the, this, so you're probably looking at age of 50, college yes. football 50 50 as yes. a running. Team. So you're probably looking at 50 50 roughly, probably 27 passes and uh, 26 rushes is probably what you had from Stanford. So yeah, I mean, I, so I yeah, know, um, if if I'm USC, Arizona, if I'm a USC fan, I'm about I'm about apoplectic at this point over oh, Clay yeah. Helton. Yeah, um, you know, maybe we could. Uh, Maybe Helton could be left on the the Pullman Moscow Airport uh, tarmac. It, um, also, very good tweet. Whoever I think it was Michael. The, it's not a very wide tarmac, so be beware. Um, <laughs> but it's a good one. Also, some of the other ones: uh, Arizona, as bad as we thought, maybe worse. Um, yeah, absolutely whipped by San Diego State. Yep. Utah losing to BYU and Provo. That's a that's not a great result for no know, the conference no <laughs> yeah BYU was uh, I watched Big Twelve team yeah I BYU. watched most of that game uh, BYU that was that for my money that game is as good of a rivalry game as there is anywhere like with a great name, with a great too. name um, it is it is personal holy war, holy war yeah. for those people that it is know. personal and it is hate filled and it is. <laughs> <laughs> like and it's like the nicest hate too, right? Because you got all the all the Mormons up there and uh, at 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 BYU, uh, and they are just like, oh, you know, it's so sweet, and also we will slit your throat, you know. It's like uh, as I'm watching the game, so yeah, it was that was a fun, that was a really fun game to watch. 
Uh, Utah looked uh, fairly iffy. Quarterback play looked. So I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that one since we played both of those teams this year. Um, Right. I suppose I would have liked the Pac-12. BYU was one of our 50-50 games. Yeah, maybe not (laughs) 50-50. Yeah. Maybe not. Uh, So the the Huskies, uh, their offense (sighs) is... Putrid. Man, I really thought I really thought they had a shot in that game. I picked that they were sort of my upset special um, when I was doing my picks for the weekend. Uh, that did not come to which I mean I'm not sad about, but I'm just like holy crap! I really expected them to to show a little better than that, and they they did not. <laughs> they they did not. They actually they, they so not. they were they were kind of starting to turn it around a little bit in the third quarter. Uh, you know, they had a nice little drive. Um, and then Michigan came and they scored a touchdown and then Michigan came back and Morris actually looked pretty good on that drive. Mm-hmm. Michigan comes back and, and they get them, they get a stop around midfield. And then the corner for Washington decides to taunt, uh, very like, like not even like, I mean, look in, in, in Jeff's perfect world, there's no such thing as a taunting penalty. Like it just doesn't even exist. Like we just don't even give them, but in college football world, they do give them, and this one was a pretty obvious one, and it gave Michigan a uh, gave Michigan a uh, a first down, and then they scored a touchdown, and then Michigan just like I don't know, man, they must have scored. Washington came back and was a mess on the next drive, and then Michigan scored another touchdown, and I think I I think they may have finished the game like on a twenty-one to nothing run or something. Um, yeah. And that, yeah, they, they sort of Washington sort of fell apart after that. And yeah, I, I mean, you hate to see it. Jimmy Lake, boy, poor guy. I feel terrible for him. Poor guy. You know, he must, it must be real but, rough. Yeah, so kind of, kind of keeping a trend of except for one game, it was a pretty bad day for the conference it, after, you know, they had built up some, you know, good will uh, with, with, you know, LSU, UCLA. Uh, but it was, yeah, you know, you get narrow. Cal loses TCU. Close game, one. close game though. Man, that Colorado A and M. Yeah, wow. that would have been it. Like, that would have been huge. That would have been huge. We, we, I think we were watching it before we went in. They were up seven zero, and they were looking good too. Like they were, they were hitting A and M. But it's a bummer to have it fall. You know, you lose it at the end because that was all the points you were getting. Um, obviously, like the WSU result. I think that, the, you know, ASU, UNLV, and Oregon State or Hawaii, no one gives a crap about those on a national right. perspective because they're just, like, taking care right. of business against teams they should whip on, right? Uh, but, yeah, when you when you couple, like, the San Diego State be destroying Arizona, Utah losing to BYU, um, one of your, you know, your, your top teams losing to Stanford, uh, you know, you got Washington getting destroyed by Michigan, but then there's the one. Which, honestly, I think is the Oregon, only one that matters, to be real. Oregon just, like, looking every bit the part, especially that defensive line. My goodness. I am not looking forward to that defensive line against our offensive line. That is terrifying. They just – that defensive line just whipped Ohio State's without, offensive line. It was so impressive. Without Thibodeau. Without Thibodeau, which was insane. <laughs> Without with, like the best defensive without end, without the, the guy who the, might the, be the number the one, the number one pick in the NFL draft next year. 
without that guy. Right? He's a junior. And so right? Oregon gets a nice. Maybe he's a sophomore. Yeah. Is he only sophomore? No, I, th- uh, I, th- I think I think it'll be three years. You have to right, be three years on. out of college. Yes. So he'll be three years out of college after this season, so he'll be able to go. I'm just, I'm just. I mean, you have to be three years out of high school. Right, right. Sorry, not not college. I'm just making sure that he's he's a, yes, he's a junior. So yes, yes, three years out of high school. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and now that? they're they're sitting pretty. They're they're ranked four. That yeah. this is this is the win that the Pac-12 has just not gotten in Correct. years, and it's really the only one that matters because, and I know like everything else is whatever. But now that well, Oregon it's, it's, has, you know, the ACC model, you have the one top team that beats right. up on everyone, and that's you get Clemson right. in the in the and cultural if, playoff every year. And if you beat Oregon, it's not that Oregon is overrated; it's that maybe the rest of the conference is good, right? You know, it's like yep. that's instead of instead of like, oh, Oregon fucked it up. It's like, well, yo, that the, it's a deep. Now we're a deep right. conference because Oregon has that has that right. win. Which honestly, Ohio State never loses there. Never loses in Columbus. yeah. They haven't lost a regular season game in what two years, right? And they hadn't lost in Columbus. Yeah, yeah they don't lose forever. anywhere, let alone Columbus. They hadn't lost in Columbus yeah. in forever. Like that's that's an impressive win of a Pac-12 conference team in a long time. Yeah. I can't even. It's been a while. Remember, yep. especially a. a, a uh, a regular season win. Yep. Yep. So it's, you know, cause obviously like, or Oregon beat Florida state in the college football playoffs. So like that was impressive, but, but to go it, to go into Columbus and win is, uh, it was, we were watching, that was the one that I watched the most of, you know, on, on Saturday. Cause we were just, that, that started yeah. right about when we were, you know, that we, it was in it while we yep. were tailgating and that was fun. We were, we were watching it and that was a fun one to follow and they hung on and, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, we're rooting for them because you got to have some sort of pride at some point. I also thought it was funny. I think maybe this, this was the first, uh, the first, uh, benefit of the Alliance. Maybe Ohio state was like, yeah, well, we need to help out our Alliance brethren because yeah. Ohio state could run the table and still make yes. the college if they football run, playoff. If the, they run the point. table, they will still make the college football playoff. They will be fine. But, but. But Pac-12, we needed we needed that yep. win. So thanks, Alliance Bros. I'm I'm, I'm doing a fist bump right yep. now. Uh, thank you, Alliance, for giving us that win. So uh, no, like, we're, like you said, the Pac-12 just because of that one win. And honestly, if Colorado would have beat A&M, geez, that would have been like cherry on the top. Um, if they would have got that win too, two top ten wins in the in the in the same weekend. Yep. Uh, over SEC and then you know the SEC North team, yep. uh, it, they it would it would just be it would have just been amazing. But yeah, like you said, you got that win, so everything is justified. It's the same thing as what happened in the NCAA tournament for basketball last year. Now the Pac-12 is legitimate, so every the narrative for the entire basketball season this year is flipped to where every time. A Pac-12 team beats another Pac-12 team. Well, it's just a tough conference. Right. Versus if they don't, if you don't get these types of wins over at, in the non-conference schedule, it be it's well, it's once again the those top teams are are screwing up. They they're messing up, losing to these awful teams in their conference. Yep. So, like, yeah, maybe maybe if Oregon slips up at some point, they don't get penalized quite as much as they would have uh, before. 
Also, I have to point out, I forgot to mention, uh, Ryan Leaf's 12 and 0 for UW <laughs> is looking real, real bad at this point. Uh, but as he, as, as, when I called him out on yes. Twitter, I said, I, I, you know, during, during the last week's game, I said, just, you know, he picked him 12 and 0, and, and, uh, and, and I said, you know, maybe he did it to, to jinx, to, him. To yeah, jinx yeah. them. That would be legendary Coog stuff. And he, he replied, of course. So shout out to Ryan. That's that was, right. That's pretty funny. That's reply. right. Um, that's perfect reply. Yeah, I love Go it. Cougs. Just don't wear that shirt ever Dear again. Man. Um, Although if wearing that shirt is what it took, you know, if that's what it took, <laughs> he got the bad mat. He, he, he brought the bad yeah, magic, the yeah. black magic to the voodoo action. Yeah. We're all right. I dig it. So yeah. So because Oregon beat OSU, yes! great weekend for the pack. Honestly, I, I, <laughs> And the Cougs I'm 100% won. <laughs> serious when I say I think that's all that matters. Like, uh, you know, if and like I said, if if Colorado would have held on against AM, yeah. that would have been yeah. Huge I mean, as well. that's that's but what yeah. people are going to remember. They are not going to remember. But no one really cares if Cal beats. Nobody's going to remember TCU. that USC lost to Stanford. Nobody's going to remember. You know, if, let's say let's say Stanford's going to well, Stanford's going to remember. All, all I just mean like I'm just talking national. Like now, when we talk about all this perception stuff, and it's it's entirely stupid that everything rests on these ridiculous early season non conference games, because like nobody is playing their best football right now, right? So there's just some like crazy randomness. Like I, like I remember Oregon's game, what was it, two three years ago against Auburn, right? And they they lost right at the end, and I'm just like, it, and people were like, oh man, Oregon just can't get over the hump, and I'm like. It's all just so random. It's just randomness. Like, are you kidding me? Like, like Oregon had that game one and then they didn't. And you're going to be like, make these grand proclamations about how good they are or are not based off of whether they gave up a touchdown in the last second or not. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. So I, you know, but that, that is how it works. And as you said, you know, Oregon shot up the rankings, um, which is your best shot at being, being ranked highly early is your best shot at, you know, getting into the playoffs. So, you know, I, uh, you know, I hope Oregon gets in. It's better for everybody. Honestly, if, if Oregon gets in, I think, um, I think they're probably our only, our, our you know, they may not be our only shot, Definitely. but probably our only shot, yeah. probably, Who right? Else? Like probably the conference's only no shot. No one else is ranked, right? No one else is ranked. Yeah, right now, uh, right? I think so. And we started out with what? Four or five teams ranked, right? Yeah, because Utah's not ranked anymore. USC's and they not were all, ranked anymore. Oh, ASU's okay. still ranked. They were ranked. all ranked pretty low to start the year. So it's not like, you know, one loss yeah, would not ASU's ASU's at 19 yeah. right now. And it's it's not going to stay that way, but, you know. And, and ASU definitely, I mean, <laughs> yeah, doesn't look that good. Uh, they look okay, but, you know, they certainly didn't. UNLV they is They certainly didn't bad. annihilate UNLV. Um, you know, they beat UNLV by about the same margin as, as we beat Portland state. So for whatever that's worth touchdown, more. one touchdown. Well, but yeah, we also gave up a touchdown, you know, whatever, right? Like they, they scored like Portland well, state. We're, we're, we've, we've made it a, we've now made it a, um, a tradition to give up a late last second it is true. touchdown i guess this so we're just yeah. gonna can expect that going forward yeah. and sometimes it's the it decides the game but sometimes <laughs> it just it just yeah. ensures that you're definitely not covered well they they weren't going to cover the only point at, so uh, there was a uh, um a line came out i think it was 31 points yeah. for the kooks 
like on Saturday. Uh, it never felt oh, like no. they were going to cover that. Not to me. Um, they were they were up thirty seven ten. You're like, okay, maybe they could do it, but you kind you knew we were going to start bringing in the backups, yes. and so that was not gonna that yes. was not gonna last. Uh, but so yeah, all in all, uh, that Oregon OSU game was also just a great college football game. That was super fun to watch. Two very talented, very good teams like punching each other, making big plays. Just a bunch of NFL dudes everywhere. Like it was, uh, that was a really fun game to watch. So, yep. Um, I love these types of games. I hope we get more yes. of them, man. Like with the, the alliance. alliance, let's do it. Yes, the alliance. Oh, uh, let's see what else. Uh, volleyball, right. soccer. Well, let's uh, you know, volleyball invited a bunch of teams to Pullman just to to kick their ass, yeah, play I guess. a bunch of games and beat them all up. I guess. So volleyball played three games. Uh, they they had the Cougar Challenge, where they invited Northern Iowa, Gonzaga, and Long Beach State. Uh, they played them all on Friday and uh, Thursday and Friday. Didn't lose a single set. Nine and zero. Just just they they needed those wins too. They they had a tough like start to the season on the road. Um, so it was nice to come home. Um, you know, that, that opening loss to South Carolina was rough. You know, they, then they played a top 10, a couple top 10 teams, um, uh, and lost those, but yeah, to, to come out and, and just whoop up on, uh, three, you know, teams and that, that team up North, uh, is, is always good. Yeah. It is, and, uh, you know, is, is good, like, kind of course correction for their season just a little bit. Um, they got off to a bit of a rocky mm-hmm. start. Um, you know, they, they they had had some games that were close, and it looked like – or matches, I guess. They had some matches that were close. Individual sets yes. in particular where they, they had some, like, tide-turning set yes. losses where they were, like, 25-23 yes. type stuff, or they blew a late lead in the set or whatever. Yep. So, you know, it's, uh, it's good for them to get back on track. Um, you know, they, they started the year ranked pretty high. I want to say like 16, 17, something like that. Um, and then started the year, what? Oh, and three, oh, and four or something like that. And yeah, and just, you know, it just like seemed like, uh, again, a little, um, you know, like, you know, we talk about randomness and luck a lot. It just felt kind of like they were, they were on the wrong end of some randomness, um, that they're better than that. So it was nice to see them come home and, you know, beat the crap out of some people, especially Gonzaga and, um, and, and maybe, maybe get their season back on a good track. And the soccer team had a mixed bag, <sighs> uh, tough, tough, tough loss to Seattle. That was home. some bullshit. Uh, Largely dominating the match, but classic in classic soccer fashion, you you fuck up twice, and of course they convert both yes. of those into goals, and you lose. So. Yeah, so the, both of those goals were, um, you know, not, not to be too uh, not to be too harsh, but but they were pretty much both entirely on the keeper, and uh, the keeper, you know, was kind of late coming out to to get a ball, and and then blundered, you know, blew the. Uh, you know, the, the handling of the ball and then it kind of bounced over her head. And then, uh, and then, you know, Seattle, U was just basically tapping them into the net. Um, so basically it was just sort of like, you know, free kicks into chaos. Um, I think, 
I think one of them was a free kick. Anyway, just kind of putting the ball into chaos and then hoping something happened. And that's, that's pretty much what it was. And that's all that, that, that was pretty much all that Seattle you had. Uh, meanwhile, you know, of course, Wazoo was, you know, you know, putting a full on assault onto the Seattle U goal and didn't get enough of them in. And so they ended up losing that game. So today against Kansas, uh, goalkeeper change. So that, I don't know if that's permanent or if that was just a one game, uh, Hey, take a break after Thursday. But, um, but yeah, it, that'll be an interesting thing to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, they, they fly out to Kansas, beat the crap out of the Jayhawks, uh, which apparently the Jayhawks football team is, is about the same as the football team. And <laughs> like what I did there, that's that quadruple it, IPA kicking in right there is what that is. Yeah. That's, That's right. So yeah. So I don't know. Good win. Really good win. You know, you, you go on the road and you, yeah. I, like, I don't even Be care low. if I, I have no idea how good Kansas is at women's soccer, but going on the road, flying out to Kansas, you know, three days after you had a really sort of loss that kind of pisses you off uh, to go out and just beat the shit out of a big 12 team is, is pretty good. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's always a good sign when you're getting no yellows. So you didn't have to take a yellow at any point where, you know, to yep. break up an attack or whatever. So that, you know, they, they outshot them. They out cornered. They, they, they dominated. They did all that. Their keep, their keeper had to make six saves on top of the three goals. Yep. Like that's yep. domination. Um, so that's good stuff. Uh, good to see them get back on track. That did, very disappointing loss on Thursday. Uh, yeah. I, one thing to point out, like, WC has been getting some pretty good crowds. They had over uh, almost twelve hundred yeah. people at uh, Seattle U. They had four thousand almost at the opening match uh, against Arkansas State. They when I was there, there was at least a couple thousand people. I, I'm for for sure. Like it was it was a nice crowd. Uh, if you look at uh, KU, the the, the official um, attendance was three hundred four. So we kind of appreciate what's going on with this program. There's definitely some excitement about it. And it's legit. If you can get to a, a match, like they have a great atmosphere. Um, instead of doing that's another Cougar first down, they do that's another Cougar corner kick. Um, so that's pretty fun. And if you're missing the rah-rah-rah thing, <laughs> that they still yes. use that at, at, uh, at the at That'd the be worth a drive they all by itself. The football. They were not using the football game. But what are we yeah. doing? Um I don't. I don't know. It's weird. I honestly don't yeah. know, man. Because that's my favorite thing to do after. Like, yeah. That's another cook first down. And then to yourself, rawr, you go, rawr, rawr, rawr. like you know. Like, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah. So uh, very cool. Also, Seattle U. Not a not a super slouch. No, they're no, not no. Slouch. They're, they go to the tournament not. quite yeah. a bit. They're a quality team. Um, they're they're. I mean, you know, the, these individual results aside, I would think they're probably better than. Um, Kansas by margin, but also in that match, like we said, or similar, like the, the, we, it's just, I don't know what's with like every keeper that WSU is playing this year is just out of their mind, like playing their greatest game of all time. Cause that, you know, CLU had nine saves in yeah. that match. Like that's a big. That's number. a lot. Like nine yeah. saves. So for is people a who don't number. watch a lot of soccer, like if a keeper has like two, three, four saves, like that's that's pretty typical. You start getting above like two, three, four saves because because most shots don't end up what we say on frame, right? So like a lot of shots don't end up, you know, where the keeper actually is 
keeping the ball from going into the goal. So to have nine saves, that's a lot, man. That's a lot. Or, or sorry, nine, nine shots on target, six saves. Like, that's a lot of shots on target. So No, nine shots, oh, nine, nine saves, saves right, right. ten okay. shots on target. So the goal and nine go. saves. So yeah, they had yeah, ten yeah. shots on target, yeah. which is a lot. There we go. And they had 25 total shots, which is a, a lot. lot. Um, and it's So both of their, you know, their, their disappointing results this year, they've dominated yes. the match. Like the Arkansas draw and the Seattle loss, their two, their two non-wins this year, both they dominated the game, but they made a mistake to allow the other yep. team to score, and then they just didn't convert the chances and but otherwise in the other games they've converted yeah. chances you know that four four goals three goals seven goals three goals so i it even though those losses are disappointing and they they ultimately may have impact on tournament seating and, and getting into the tournament whatever so that could that could be something to watch but i, I just watching them they're very good i, I feel like they're going to do yes. pretty well in in conference play their next two games, I think, should the next two matches should be wins. Um, they're going to they're going to the Colorado for a couple games, Denver and Northern Colorado. So get a couple wins there. Uh, go in, go into, and just and and get you know get the necessary wins. I, I think that you know they look like a really solid team. The way they are dominating these matches, yes. even the ones where they're not getting their results, like I think that they're they're going to do well. Like I. Unless they just have that bug this year where every keeper is, you know, playing out of their goddamn mind whenever they yep. play them. Because that, that that does seem to ha- be happening. And, and sometimes that just happens. You know, these are short yep. seasons. You just get a lot of random shit happening. Yep. You know? And over so. time, you know, like generating quality chances is going to result in goals over, over time. So, you know, we, you know, you and I watch a lot of soccer and so people who don't watch a lot of soccer, there's a, a stat called XG, which is expected goals, right? Like, so it's, it tries to assign a number to a, a shot from any given point on the field and the percentage chance that that shot normally goes in. Right. So like a player takes a shot from that spot, uh, goes in, you know, 20% of the time or whatever. So that'd be worth 0.2 xg right so you add it all up I, I i don't you know as far as i know there's no soccer college soccer xg but um but the cougars would be dominating that and obviously that's not where you win uh you you win on the actual score line but uh you know it, it's the sort of thing that makes you feel like okay and that's why that's why soccer is fun to watch and frustrating yes. to watch and yes. it's just yep uh because yeah like it a team can be absolutely dominated and still have a chance because it's, it's, there's just so much like weird shit yep. that can happen. You could like the individuality of a keeper having a great day or just, uh, you know, we want the last Sounders match against the Timbers that you and I went to together. Um, just, you know, uh, for all of our Timbers fans. Yes. <laughs> y- y'all, y'all beat the Sounders. God damn Congrats. It. I'm still um, not but, over it, but, uh, but, all the all the shots off the post, yeah. literally yeah. inches away from score, like a few inches here or there from scoring like four goals in that game, and and then but, but end up ultimately being shut out, um, and in the in the goal right in yeah. front of us. That too. game that was, was cursed as hell. And, and, yep, 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 it was. Uh, but yeah, so 
so yeah, it's just a it's a wild sport to watch. Um, and uh, WSU ha- has got has they've had some unfortunate outcomes despite dominating matches so far. But then you see games like Hawaii and Kansas where they're just so dominant that it's just they're they're going to destroy the other team and, and the goals are yep. going to happen eventually. And they um, are happening. Yeah, you know, if, so if you're going to get yeah. unlucky, it's better honestly, better to get unlucky against Arkansas State and Seattle U than say USC, UCLA, Stanford, you know, any of the Washington, any of the quality teams in the Pac-12. Like that's those are the teams you really want to, you know, so if we if we hope that and obviously there's there's nothing logical behind what I'm about to say. But if you're like, okay, we got to get unlucky there, maybe we get lucky over here, like I'd rather get lucky over here than over there. So Yeah. So all right, let, let's get yes. some luck going in in Pac-12 yes. play and, and crush it. Um, I am bummed that that uh, October 24th game, that's the day after the BYU, is at 5 p.m. Like, do us a favor and put that one at yeah. 1 o'clock, right? No kidding. <laughs> so so I can yes. stay in Portland Gosh, and watch it. Because uh, otherwise, like, you know, getting home at, like, one o'clock yeah. in the morning if I leave yeah. after that. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but you know, does, there is October 10th as well. 1 PM. A lot of you might be going back for homecoming. Yes. Check it out. Check, you know, check, check them it. out. Stay, stay for an extra, or, you know, come, if you're a tailgater, come early. There's some Thursday games, you know, before like USC, October 21st, Stanford, October 7th. You know, come early, watch them, because I it's it's a fun atmosphere. It's cool, and, and they're mm-hmm. good. And like Mickey Mines and Elise Bennett are yep. fucking incredible. So like, yeah, I highly recommend checking yep. them out. They're a fun team to watch. Also, watch the streams. Um, it, it's it's a nice. So if you're not into soccer, it's kind of a nice uh, an entry level into it because you're always going to root yep. for the Cougs. So yeah, you're at the very least have a rooting interest and that's that's how that's how jeff and i got into soccer is it was we had the rooting interest in the sounders we had a rooting interest in the u.s soccer teams and and then we 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 just picked you know dortmund and we picked todd and whatever and so now we're just like obsessed and we i watch more soccer than any other sport combined probably um and it's fun like uh and it's really cool that wsu has a badass soccer program like it's super fun yeah they are and yeah, so uh, Jeff, uh, what I say? Let's try yeah. this under an hour. We no, almost did nope, it. Nope. We almost <laughs> did it. No, we didn't. Oh, we're kind of. Cl- we're kind of. Not close. even close. Kind of close. Uh, anything else you want to talk nope. about? I don't think nope. so. I think we're good. So, uh, I'm at the Craig Powers on Twitter. Oh, I did have a. There was a question. Maybe maybe I should tap tap on that real quick. Real quick. Uh, we did. We did get an email question, and so you can send your email questions at uh, at uh, podcast vs everyone at gmail dot com. So we got a we got a question from uh, Dave Malone um, about, and I think we can answer this fairly fairly quickly. Um, Dave says, uh, "Appreciate your discussion of Leech era mental toughness versus today." Um, after this game against Portland State, on a scale of one to ten, what would you rate the Cougars' mental toughness, and what is your reasoning? That sounds like a sounds like a, um, yeah. an essay prompt on a, like a high school yeah, uh, English like test, that. right? I like that. 
Uh, maybe Dave's a teacher. Maybe. I t- man, I don't know. Five, five. I'll just kind of split it down the middle. Um, I I don't think this game really showed us anything in terms of mental toughness. Yeah, they were just they were just better. Yeah, than I mean the other team. I mean, good that, that they was. and they there wasn't there wasn't much adversity. Yes. Like I guess Jaden threw a pick earlier. You can spire off that. I think Jaden is pretty mentally tough because I think he just has an insane yes, amount of. Humans. I would agree with that. I, I think that is, I think that is about uh, the best way possible uh, to put him. And and you know, and then they, you know, and they sorted some stuff out. So so that was good, uh, especially like I said, the offensive line sorting some stuff out, getting some assignments right. Um, so yeah, I would say generally on the leech teams, we were like yeah, a nine to ten. I, I would think so. Um, especially the twenty fifteen through twenty eighteen yeah. nineteen even crew. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, this, I, you know, I'd say, yeah, five yeah. middle of the road. Um, you, we, they, they came back and it didn't seem like the Utah state thing game bothered them. They didn't come out flat, you know, they didn't have a good first drive, but still, you know, they, they were, they were excited to play. They were excited to get out there. That's good. When you, after you do suffer a bad loss. So, so they're definitely not at a one to four, you know, like not a one or two. I, I think you were right, like right in the middle. Um, and then TBD going forward. Good question, yeah. Dave. I liked it. Um, so if you want to send a question, like I said, at podcast or not at, sorry, uh, podcast VS everyone all spelled out. You can put the dots between them if you want. It doesn't yep. matter on Gmail. But yeah, I don't know if you know nice that. Jeff Gmail taught me hack. that. The the dot the dots don't mean anything. You can they're mostly for uh, it makes it easier to uh, show people you know give them email address. But um, podcast vs everyone at gmail dot com. Um, send us your questions, your comments, uh, your nice things, your your mean yeah. things, whatever. You know you might get a snarky comment if if you send right. a mean thing. I know Jeff Sometimes. likes to do that. Um, so if you want a snarky comment, <laughs> send us an email, man. Um, and then, so if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, at the Craig powers, if you want to follow Jeff on Twitter at pod VS everyone, um, I, I, you know, on my trips to Pullman, I I'm pretty active on Instagram, especially my stories. You can follow me, uh, at Craig W powers. Um, and then you can see all my beer and my kids and all that too, if you want. But I do, I do post about the Cougs, especially during football season quite a bit. Um, so yeah, uh, I think that's it. That's all. Nothing else to plug. Thank you, uh, Randy England, uh, as always for the music at Randy England music. Thank you. Pretty fair beer for sponsoring our beer segment. Check them out in Ellensburg, uh, downtown Ellensburg. Uh, and I think that's it, Jeff. Uh, so go go Craig, black lives matter. Black lives matter. And of course, get, get vaccinated. vaccinated.